Big Fluff. You're becoming quite a celebrity. Why is he writing to you? If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye? The hell are you supposed to be? I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And with me, Lars Periwinkle. Well, hello. How's it going? It's going okay. <laughs> I I feel like that's if we started that on the last show, I feel like if we keep doing this long enough, it's just gonna we're just gonna be sobbing at the beginning of the show. It'll just be me through <laughs> tears, be like, are, are you okay? And you'll be like, no. And that'll be how we start the show. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's 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 okay. It's not awesome, but we're gonna we're gonna soldier on. I will say, Molly and I got possibly the most excited that we've gotten since quarantine started because our dog successfully followed the lay down, like the down command. We've been been taking Jolene to some dog training because she was starting to develop some behavior. She was barking at everybody and every animal mm. that she passed. And we've been working on her. And it's been amazing. Like, the guy that we found has been really good. But, like, we were doing heal. We've been doing sit. And we've been doing stay. And she was really not getting down. And then she did it today. And it, you would have thought she won the Super Bowl. Like, both go. of us just, like... <laughs> Got real excited. And shout out to the yeah. random YouTube video from an animal trainer that I watched to try to figure out how to teach a dog. Because it was just like, we get her to sit. She's really good at sitting. And then you'd put the treat in front of her face and try to like guide the treat down. And she would just look down, but not move her body. And so it just was not connecting. Well, I'm glad to hear that she's learning. Yeah. No, it's good. It's please it- lay down when I ask you, please. <laughs> it, it's really funny too, because I I don't know what your experience was, but I know for Molly and I, I think we both had uh, we had dogs growing up, but then uh, the idea of like uh, you know taking your dog to like any kind of obedience school or tra- like that was I don't know yeah. that was rich people nonsense. Like we didn't 
<laughs> you didn't train your dogs, you know. They just so like it's wild. No, I'm to with have you. It. I it like it wasn't for me. It isn't because I've had dogs with some troubles before, but it wasn't so much. Uh, it wasn't so much a money thing as like no, I'm not letting some random person fuck with my dog. It's my dog. I'm taking yeah. care of my dog. <laughs> like like the the there seriously, I've had pep talks with multiple dogs in my life that were my dogs of like sitting them down, looking him in the eye and saying, you and me are going to figure this shit out. <laughs> right. Because the alternative isn't something either you or I want. So come on, let's do this. Yeah. Well, and that's like, I don't know what I have like with this whole experience with her, with Jolene has like helped me realize it's just like what both the like our vet and the dog trainer like really hammered was just this idea of like the dog looks to you to understand what to do and if you don't tell a dog what to like they want to make you happy they want to do whatever you want them mm-hmm. to do but if they don't know what that is then they're gonna freelance and like when they freelance <laughs> like that's where the troubles <laughs> arise because like she thinks she's helping by barking at every single person that you encounter sure sure yeah 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 it's it's really it's really just like i'm not an expert but in my experience and my experience is pretty vast just it just takes attention and it takes thinking it it takes getting into the mind of a stupid animal which i don't know why i don't know why i took to that so well (laughs) but I, i took to that pretty like people who people who's laying on their sofa and then their dog freaks out and starts barking at the door and they just go hey <laughs> like, what do you what yeah. does that teach the dog yeah if it, they teach the dog if you if they want you to make that noise that's what they do like it's i don't know yeah welcome to our dog podcast <laughs> we're pivoting we're pivoting to a dog podcast the funniest thing by the way <laughs> That she does that has like with the training, it's cut down on it, but not eliminated. It is she will rub her butt on the floor to get our attention <laughs> if we're if she wants something because and I think that it came from sincerely at first, uh, you know, because she's a pug and they're built incredibly stupidly uh, from yes. top to bottom. Yeah, they should uh, should not exist. They should it not exist. Uh, and so adorable, she had, but poorly manufactured. So she has digestive problems in general. We have to be careful about what we feed her and all of that. Although she loves zucchini and sweet potatoes, but you know, what in the motherfuck? What a goddamn <laughs> West Coast animal! I swear <laughs> to God. Uh, but uh, I think the rubbing her butt was initially discomfort, but then she noticed that if she started rubbing her butt on the floor, that that got a reaction from us, and so like it is clear now that she just will do it sometimes. Because she wants our attention. When you when you say rubber butt on the floor, is it the classic scoot with the it's front two paws yep. yeah, and yeah, yeah. the anus on the? Oh, yeah, it's boy, that. Boy. Yeah, she does the scooting. That's never. That's never fun to see. No one wants to see that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but and, again, and well, the thing too is like sometimes she'll do it outside on like the sidewalk. She's <laughs> oh, no. like, what are you doing? Yeah, that can't be. First of all, we're outdoors, so you have my full attention. Secondly, the hot sidewalk, how yeah. can that feel good? It can't. Yeah. I mean, I've had an itch. We've all had that <laughs> itch where you think it's impossible to scratch it enough, but not on the hot sidewalk. I mean, don't knock until you try it. Maybe you'll discover that that's you know, great. That's 
That's the goddamn truth. I do not know. There are people who go to spas and pay a lot of money to have like hot stones put on their backs and stuff. So, so what do we know? Backs. Do they, you think someone's cramming them in there though? <laughs> Maybe Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't think they are. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> shove this hot lava rock up your butt crack and just let it sit right there. Ugh, that'll be the next thing. <laughs> All right. Well, well, you know what? They already do that. Remember. Some, they just started sunning your butthole. Remember that? It was, it's outdoors. You're on your back. You put your legs over your head and you sun your rectum. That's, what? That was a thing for a minute. Yeah, what? it was. I don't remember there this. There were health, health benefits. I'm sure the audience just heard my air quotes. Yeah. You're outdoors under the sun. On your back. Legs over the top of your head so you can sun your anus. Okay. <laughs> it was a goddamn thing until people started reporting that they got some pretty goddamn uncomfortable sunburns. Yeah. I would imagine. I just, good Lord. All right. Well, this, this is not where I thought we were headed at the top. And in fact, this is I feel all I want to talk about now. Yeah. Nope. This is the, this is the podcast now. Dogs and buttholes. Here we go. Man, dogs and buttholes would be a great name for a podcast. <laughs> Or like a, maybe that's like a 1980s like you know morning zoo crew. I'm dogs, and I'm the butthole. <laughs> National throw donuts at your boss day. <laughs> oh man, those were simpler times for sure. Sure. All right, but no, everyone knows this podcast between you and I. It was forged in batman conversation so who are we to ignore this dc fandom news i guess i don't know (laughs) dc had a thing and they a lot of people texted me and asked me what i thought of it so so i'm gonna say listen to this podcast Uh, sure sure here we go that's fine i know I know I texted you with some news. I, when I text you that news, I don't ask you what you think about it. No. I know what you think about it. Well, okay. So, yeah. there, There's three. You know what? I'll leave it up to you. There's, in my yeah. mind, there are, Well, I guess there's four things that we can talk about. But the one is just... I, I sincerely feel bad for Wonder Woman 84 because that movie looks really great. And it released a perfect trailer. And then COVID happened and there's no release date. So they had to release another trailer because they're like, don't forget that we made this movie. So they're just like waiting for that movie that I'm sure is good because that's the only thing they've consistently done well. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I wish I I, what is what do we have to say? Who do what? Okay. To whom do we have to write or speak to to let them know that the people who are going to see your movie are already going to see your movie so you can stop sending out trailers to make us watch more of the movie yeah i well again like i said i think because i think that movie would have been out by now so i literally think they were just doing their fan event and they were releasing stuff for everything else so they were like "Uh, i guess i mean i would have been fine i don't know if you watched the first trailer but uh, the first I trailer the first was one they did. Yeah, it was really good. They, if they had just re-released that and been like, "Hey, just so you guys are, know what's up," um, you know, they could. Yeah, you just- know what? As a rule, I I usually don't watch I don't watch long trailers. But if um, if I see one 
and I see that it's like under a minute long, I'll watch that. I'll watch that because the the te- the teasing does get me excited. <clears throat> you can isolate that. You can go yeah, and isolate definitely, that. Definitely, that's that's for the true. that's that's for dogs and buttholes. <laughs> They're gonna add that to their soundboard. <laughs> But uh, it, the teasers do get do get me excited. But when that when when I see it's like ninety seconds, no, no, you're gonna show yeah. me too much. Uh well, okay. So the three prongs that I'll, I'll let you pick where you want to go because I I'm <laughs> I it's it's fine either way. So we have what you texted me, which is they released a trailer for the Snyder Cut. We saw yeah. our first footage of the Snyder Cut, which is apparently going to be. Four hours long. The best part, I don't know if you read the article <clears throat> that accompanied the trailer I sent you. I don't blame you if you didn't. The The wording really struck me that it said it was going to be a four-part miniseries released on HBO Max. And uh, then they said, but fans of DC, don't worry. There is a, <laughs> a full four-hour uh, cut that you can watch so that, it's not broken up in, in two episodes that it is four hours long so don't worry about that okay they so are we talking about know. this or do you want the other two options like because we, we we don't Here, have to let, let me let me hear him okay we don't have to, <laughs> we're, we're 10 minutes into this son of a bitch okay yeah. no come on uh, what are the other two so they released a trailer for the batman the robert pattinson batman right. movie i don't know if you saw it i saw it I did. I did watch that because okay. I am not interested in it. So I watched that son of a okay. bitch. All right. So that's the other option. And then finally, uh, the Suicide Squad didn't so much release uh, a trailer, but they released like the cast list, which uh, felt almost like it almost felt like an SNL sketch or like a '90s Conan uh-huh. bit of like I know that those are all real DC comic characters, but I would have also believed that you made up half of them. yeah this is that's when that's when dc gets really fun when you get into those uh when you get into like uh you know (laughs) polka dot man yeah well it's funny too because i i did rewatch lego batman uh this past week uh and there's actually a bit in lego batman where uh zach galifianakis's joker is rattling off Uh all of the villains that have teamed up together and he does do a like condiment king is in there and like a bunch of a kite man might even be in there but like he names a bunch of them and then i think someone says to him like those can't all be real and he's like oh they are it's worth the google like he's actually tells them (laughs) calendar man yeah calendar man there are some really terrible like you know, villain. But I okay. So those are the options. I don't know. I have more to say about. Okay. Well, uh, look. No, I think C tier like, villains. Okay. Su- Suicide Squad was was something else. I'm excited about it, and also that video that they released um, heavily featured uh, uh, James Gunn, which I think I shouldn't say heavily featured. He was with the actors playing the characters, kind of doing a cool thing, which I, I think really highlights the fact that. I look, I did this other thing that no one believed in, and this has already been shitty, and I think I did something here. So cool. I think we're all interested to to hear what what you have to say about Batman. Okay. 
right, we'll come back to James Gunn then. Because, yeah, that made me really happy. I just, I really like James Gunn. And he got a raw deal with, uh, you know, Marvel. And then I like that that raw deal turned into him getting to make this movie. Like, that makes me happy. Yeah. But we'll come back to that. That he could, he could make this movie and also... Still um, do Guardian. Also continue his franchise. Yeah. yeah. The fact that they didn't make Guardians without him because they realized they can't. And then they also... They, they He got to make this bonus movie. So he got more work out of being fired by Disney. Boom. Uh, yeah. So we'll come back to that, though. But... All right. So you said Batman. You want, So I saw that a lot of people really loved this trailer. And I, I don't even think it's a bad trailer. I don't want to you know, yuck anyone's yum, but like, I I think we're at a point and I never thought I would reach this point. And maybe it's how you feel about star Wars, but I was just like, I, okay. <laughs> like I just yeah. watched it. And I, I think there's a few things like I'm not excited for a reboot in general because they, there's so unclear what they're doing. And they're also simultaneously making this movie while still, moving forward with a flash movie that's going to have Ben Affleck's Batman in it and apparently Michael Keaton. So I don't know what they're even, it's all so confusing what's even happening, but the trailer, like it's well-made, but I think I'm, I'm all murder Batman out. Like I'm just, we did it. We explored all the depths of what would it be like if Batman was super gritty and nihilistic and what if he either actively kills people or says that he doesn't kill people, but really he does because he leaves them on trains or lets Catwoman kill them or shoves them off of a building, which is really just killing them. That one's not even really up for debate. Like he, he murders two face. Uh, But like every version of Batman wears all black you know, has a gravelly voice and murders people and is like, like brutalizes them. I mean, the Ben Affleck one, he literally tortures people like he brands them. And it's just everyone's trying to one up the the darkness of the previous movies. And it, what I like about Batman is how like how strong of an archetype he is and how well he actually can be put in different situations. So yeah, he works like in a Nolan universe or in the Tim Burton universe or whatever, but like you can also put him in fun situations or more lighthearted situations or something approximating what, you know, the Marvel is doing at the very, whatever tone you would call Captain America. Like he, you could make one of those. Cause I just, I think I get into a point where I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm a middle-aged man at this point. I've spent my whole right. life with you making Batman movies for me. I'm very appreciative. Maybe make one that a child can watch. Like, maybe that should be the goal. It's just like, I saw my first Batman movie when I was like, what, nine years old? Eight years old? Eight years old. Uh, yeah. Make a movie that an eight-year-old can go to see in the theater. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if we if we want to see a more adult Batman, we can read comic books or we can watch some of these um, cartoon movies that DC inexplicably um, (laughs) just uh, just rolls out. Yeah. Constantly. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I, I think um, it's yeah. I'm right. I'm right there with you, man. But like, I think. And tell me if you disagree. I think the most kid-friendly version of Batman that you can make is the one that's involved with the Justice League. Yeah, yeah. No, that should right? be. Be- be- yeah, because he's like he's because he's the one without the powers. He's the guy who is kind of <clears throat> um, that everyone likes, but is also he has to be in the background because he can't take the punishment or do the things that the other characters are doing. So he's kind of working the angles and figuring things out and strategizing. He's kind of, um, he's kind of calling the plays from up in the booth a, a little bit. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that's a very cool Batman and you have a justice league. So why not? Well, and that's something that has, again, so I think that's really what is bugging me. And I think what you're kind of tapping into too, is that like, there's just become a movie Batman that's boring at this point that's been explored because yeah. part of that with what you're talking about with the Justice League and I saw other people kind of saying versions of this like Batman in the comics isn't as much of a loner as he is in the movies like and in fact he has the Justice League like in what depending on what version of what comics you're reading there's some form of like a bat family that usually has one or multiple robins like possibly batgirl you know like there's there's sort of a network of people that he works with and it's just you know i think if you're doing an origin story are you looking at the start of batman if you're doing year one and apparently this new one is supposed to be like year two or whatever like yeah he he starts out alone because he lost his parents. This is the, yeah, I don't know if you know, like his parents, they went to see a, a Mark Zorro and then they went through an alley sure. and apparently there was Joe chill was there with a gun and he, he shot him. I, and heard, pearls I broke. heard his mother was wearing pearls and yeah. uh, her name, I, her name eludes me <laughs> Thomas. Uh, and I don't know. It was Thomas and her name is English muffin. Uh, so she like, so yeah, they were murdered. Uh, but like, I think what's <laughs> interesting is she was hiding some stuff in her nooks and crannies. There you go. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but, uh, I, I think it is interesting to explore a guy whose natural tendency is to be a loner. Like what it looks like for him to, to, you know, and what's weird that is like rewatching the Lego Batman movie. That actually is the theme of that movie is the idea of like, you have to try to love someone again. Like you need to raise Robin as your kid, you know, like you can't just shut everyone out. Like I actually, I think that's why I like that movie so much. Cause it's like, that is a theme that should be more explored in these movies. It's not just like, being alone is great. <laughs> like, isn't being Batman so cool? Seems to be the theme of most Batman yeah. movies, which, like, D- hey. No, seriously, because yeah. um, recently, and I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, um, Mask of the Phantasm just came on uh, Netflix. Yeah. I say just. When I, but I know what you mean, yeah. Fa- yeah, fairly recently. And um, that one, that movie is great. Yes. Um, one of the things that's great about it is uh, it shows that this man, this grown-ass man who is Batman and yeah. has been Batman for some time, is not dealing with his shit. Yes. And I think that's that's what's eluding a lot of these stories 
about the character, this fascinating character that that so so much of the world has um, been paying attention to for such a, a long amount of time, is that what he's doing is avoiding all the things that he should not be avoiding, like yeah. dealing with the death of his parents, dealing with the fact that his only successful relationship is with um, uh, someone who he, he employs and lives with. And um, his, his other semi-successful relationship is with um, a police commissioner who doesn't actually know who he is. Like this, the man yeah. is fucked up. And yeah. when he actually is confronted with it, he falls to absolute bits. He's all over the place. You know, he's been a puddle on the ground. And Which, um, when you really, really explore that, I think it becomes I think it becomes so much more interesting. Well, and that's why I, I realize it's a really divisive movie, which bums me out because I'm a big fan of it, honestly. But like, I think The Dark Knight yeah. Rises asked a lot of really interesting questions, like where it really looked at like, does Gotham City need Batman as much as Bruce Wayne needs to be Batman? Like, what right. role is Batman serving? You know, what system has he been upholding? And also, yeah, like it really delved into his relationship with Alfred, which to me is like the biggest untapped source of like interest to me. The older I get is like we should be focusing a lot more on Alfred and like what that relationship <laughs> is like just sincerely like the idea of this guy is you treat him as a butler, but he's your dad like that's fucking fascinating psychologically right. like he's your dad you just don't call him that <laughs> well i always thought um from my perspective i always thought <clears throat> it, it, like okay you end that trilogy and um uh the, he tell he tells some people who he is and then he pretends to die and he doesn't okay fine um i thought it would be cool Look, if you're going to disappear off the map anyways, um, you, tell the, you tell the people of Gotham City that Batman is dead and also he was Bruce Wayne, then kind of – I don't know how you would explore this in any sort of interesting or meaningful way for a, a, an audience member of a movie. But the the people of that city just like – you didn't really think of him as a person because he didn't want you to think of him as a person. But now you know he was. Not only was he was a person, but he was a wealthy person from a dynasty who watched his parents murdered in front of him. And that's what inspired him to become this this symbol that you saw as a savior. Now that he's gone and you know all that, how do you feel about that? You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Like what the what the hell that you were just like where's Batman when I wish Batman was here. Batman fixes everything. I love Batman and then you see how fucking awful it was for him his entire life basically. Yeah. Well, and that's why and again, and The Dark Knight Rises I, I think is a flawed movie. There's some stuff about the writing that I I it bothers me and we don't need to get into it. But I, overall I really liked it, but I think for me being a lifelong fan of the character to have an ending for Batman where because you can never do this in the comics, you could only literally do this in the end of a trilogy that, you know, you're not making more movies to give him the option to go. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I did nah. this. 
I devoted my entire life to this. And I do think that's what Mask of the Phantasm was doing, too, was like offering him a chance to stop doing this. And yeah. he didn't choose it then because he couldn't choose it then. But like to make a Batman movie where Batman gets to choose to give up being Batman, to just be happy and be in a relationship and not like to just go like my entire life has been defined by being both Bruce Wayne and Batman. I'm literally going to go somewhere where nobody knows who I am and start over with someone that I love. And like, that's like, kind of beautiful. And that Alfred gets to see that Alfred, who's had to devote his entire life to raising yeah. this orphan that's not okay. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that he got to see him be happy in the end. Oh, and I love <clears throat> Nolan. Nolan touched on this a little bit. I think more than one, more than one person who's written Batman has touched on this, but I think it was done such a beautiful way in mask of the phantasm is that he goes to his mom and dad's grave and he doesn't blame Joe chill. He yeah. blames them. He says, why did you leave me? Come yeah. back to me. And it, yeah. it, it was, um, that's, I think that's a part of grief, uh, that is so real that isn't often touched upon when you think about, when you think about Bruce Wayne, um, it's always, um, uh, blaming the criminal element and bringing them to justice. But that's a real, that's a real thing that happens when, when you lose someone is you do just blame, no matter what happened, you blame them because yeah. for whatever reason, grief is a, is a terrible, horrible thing. That's hard to work through. Um, well, and that's and that th is actually there's like, so much realism in that. Well, like you said too, Nolan does touch on that because that is a line in Batman Begins where, when Ra's al Ghul is training him, he says, that's "Your right. parents' death wasn't your fault; it was your dad's. It was theirs." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but no, I and I totally think that. And Mask of the Phantasm, which is great, I I honestly do think it's the best Batman movie that's ever been made. Like it's perfect, uh, <laughs> yeah. but. I do love in that when he has the moment when he's just starting out as Batman and he's like kind of talking to their headstones and saying like, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. Like this seemed very clear. And then now things are more complicated because I met Andrea and like, I can see this other life that we could have that wouldn't be this life of being Batman and being defined by the grief. And he was like, I just like, I, but I don't know what to do. And then she shows up and is like, because he's like give me a sign and then she shows up and she's like maybe they did like maybe they sent me and you know it's just i don't know that movie for like and again a movie that is totally appropriate for kids that's like really touching on this idea of two people like just consumed by grief who could be happy together if they could just figure out how to get past it you know yeah yeah and i think I, yeah some very um some very adult themes um, but some very, very real ones and told <clears throat> told in a way that isn't speaking down to anything. It's just telling a really, a really interesting story in a really interesting way. I feel like I say that on this show yeah. <laughs> so much about movies that I like. Yeah. But hell, I like interesting stories told in an interesting way. <laughs> I think that's all we want from good movies if you really distill it down <laughs> to like a formula. What if your story was interesting? And you told it in an interesting way. I think that's that's yeah. ultimately what we want. Uh, but hey, look, I don't want to deprive I, I think, the people. Well, listen, hold on. Okay. Just okay. just to sum up, yeah. yeah, just to sum up what I think what your beef is, um, which is legit, and that is um, there are so many 
opportunities with the character of Bruce Wayne to do a lot of really interesting things like the things we just spoke of. Yeah. And um, lately it's just been, well, you know who Bruce Wayne and Batman is. And uh, he's rich and smart um, and punches people and has gadgets. And uh, yeah. Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it. And when I see what I see in this trailer is, I don't know, you turn, I guess you, you turn down the contrast a little bit. It is harder to see. Yeah. Fucking he's leaner. I don't, what are you making me care? Make me give a shit about your story. Yeah. Yeah. He has bangs. (laughs) You you (laughs) didn't hide the, you didn't hide the fact that every Batman has eye black around his eyes. Like you're actually showing that (laughs) this time. He he looks Uh, just like Nightwing too. Like if I were to draw a picture of Nightwing. No, I said that. I said that to Molly when Did I saw the trailer. I was like, he see that he'd be perfect casting for Nightwing. Like he looks so much perfect like the casting. way that they even yeah. even like the high cheekbones they always yeah. put Dick Grayson in. He looks just like yeah. Nightwing. And they, that is the haircut. Like the hair is perfect. Uh, yeah, yep. but okay. So yeah, to to get it back on track. Like just to say that one. Yeah, I think what we're sure. saying is we we covered this. And I I what gets me is that. DC is actually seems to have given up on trying to have a an ex, you know a shared cinematic universe, which is good. Uh, they're just doing yeah. whatever they want, and we're getting a lot of cool stuff. I really liked Birds of Prey. Um, you know, like obviously Wonder Woman was good. Like you're having these little sporadic things. Uh, we we perhaps are gonna soon talk about the Suicide Squad stuff, which looks really cool. You're doing really fun stuff, and you're taking big swings elsewhere. But I think there's they know that Batman is the one thing that has consistently worked, and they're too scared to shake up Batman at all. So they yeah. won't actually do anything new. It's just how can we do the same thing? But like different enough, so we'll add the. So now it's the Batman, and he's younger <laughs> again. We went older with Affleck, so we all we can do is play with the age. Uh, and I it's just also like his suit's black again, and yeah, the whole trailer's really red and hard to see. And you have to watch it and then read an entire article so that explains what you just like. I literally sat there and read an article that was like, oh, and Zoe Kravitz like is. Catwoman, but an early version of Catwoman, and she's wearing a balaclava, you know, like, and it's like, okay, I know that now because you freeze framed it. I really didn't see that the first time because it's impossible. Because one, I'm watching this trailer in the afternoon, so it's impossible to, like, you know, much like Game of Thrones, if you don't watch it at 10 o'clock at night, like, it's impossible to see details because it's so dark. Uh, but yeah, and it's like, hey, Paul Dano's the Riddler. Cool. You, his face is covered in duct tape, and you only know that it's Paul Dano because of voiceover. Also, Colin Farrell's in this, but he he looks like uh, Richard Kind for some reason, <laughs> like as the Penguin. <laughs> oh, let it be Richard Kind. Oh, it should have been Richard Kind. It would have been better casting. Uh, so all that to also say, they're like, but there's still there's still some stuff we didn't tell you because we all know the biggest the most thing you're excited for is who are all the people that Batman is going to punch in the face because they still think it's 1997. We don't care anymore. We just want a good story. Well, it's also I mean specifically what bummed me out about the trailer was this scene that I'm sure they thought and maybe it read for different for other people, but I'm sure they thought was the moment that like was gonna completely win me over which is like gang of thugs you know like gang of of henchmen is all they're all staring down 
Batman and he just starts punching one in the face repeatedly. And then the guy falls right. down and he punches him two more times on the ground, which I hate just as a concept for Batman. <sighs> and then one of the guys is like, who are you? And he just goes, I am vengeance. And I, uh-huh. That's uh-huh. literally a line that I heard Kevin Conroy say when I was 10. <laughs> like, uh, cool, really? I guess. That's not... Also, it'd be funny if then the rest of the movie was just them going around going like, I, I don't know why they're calling him the Batman. He said his name was Vengeance. Like, you guys, <laughs> you guys have it all wrong. This? I think it was Vengeance. Yeah, That's guy said his name said. was Vengeance. He looked he was dressed like, like a bat. I, like a ba- Honestly, I couldn't see him. He said his name was Vengeance. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, everything was really there red is- and dark. I don't know why no one's done this, and I don't know, I, I don't know why no one's ever done this. There's a Justice League storyline where every Justice League member keeps getting picked off because everyone oh my knows God. their greatest weakness. It's the and best story. They ask, yeah. "How did they know that?" Yeah. That man has to say, "Okay, look." Here's, look, here's you guys aren't going to want to hear this, but uh, look, it's going to sound bad. I just just know that up you're, ahead, but just okay. Okay, I'm telling you, you're going to hate me for this, but I here's what happened. But, but I so, okay, so that you, you, you know, are you guys more powerful have, than me. <laughs> yeah, I just envisioned a day when I would have to kill you. So yeah. I wanted to make sure I was ready for that day. So I wrote it all down on a piece of paper how to kill all because of you. Because you don't want to, you don't want to forget <laughs> these sorts of things. It's important stuff. It's weird. I mean, do you guys, Superman, you have to find like a green rock, like in the moment. Am I going to remember to do that? I need that written down. I got a lot on my plate. I got like a hundred different villains. One of them's really into calendars. Like, do you know how much shit? That's why I have a computer, guys, like to remember this shit for me. (laughs) I got one guy. He just makes me solve riddles. And I'm, you know, you're afraid to lose these sorts of things. So where do I know it will be secure? The cloud. Now, yeah. when you say, did you secure it in the cloud? Look, I secured it best I could. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. Like, is my password bat1234? Sure. But look, in my defense, I'm already making the file because I can't remember stuff. So I think I've got a time to remember a password. <laughs> That's when... That's when the Flash raises his hand and says, we all know that your password is Martha. I don't know why you just lied about it. (laughs) It's the same password of this fucking fucking loser over here. It's also... uh, (laughs) There's also a moment where uh, Aquaman stands up and is like, look, I'm not mad that you made the list. I'm mad that for me, you just wrote punch him in the face. Like, come on. Like, there's more... (laughs) than that <laughs> you just wrote fish question mark <laughs> <laughs> so do do that story that's that if that, no, that story's the great justice league movie i don't know i don't know what else should be because no, it's they, you're right it's the best justice league story they've ever written because it literally is it's just the super villains all get batman's list of how to take down all the superheroes no it's great <laughs> then they're they're so angry 
Uh, be like, how can we trust you ever again, Batman? Uh, because you know exactly how I operate. Honestly, I'm disappointed in you guys for not thinking about the fact that I would make this list. Yeah, like... <laughs> what, what, what are you thinking about? If you look at it from my perspective, this list shows how well I know you guys. So... Uh-huh. What I'm hearing is that you don't know me. Like, so that's, come on. Like, come on. I obviously care about, do you know how much work I put into this list of how to murder you guys? Like, And I mean, on paper, I should not trust you because <laughs> you don't have one of these lists. You don't know me at all. You know, if you had hacked into my system the way the villains did, I think you'd really... <laughs> Yeah, I uh, guess that I guess that uh, I guess that that big chunky green ring doesn't know how to I don't know hack into a server. So that's awesome that you don't have to think about that. This guy just flies around. He has all the powers, so he doesn't have to figure shit out. This is what happens, guys, when you rely on the powers too much. <laughs> hey, Flash, why don't you use um, use one of your powers? Uh, run fast. So go do that. I'm gonna figure out everything else. I do love, by the way, how many Justice League stories where they want to, like, incapacitate the Flash. There's just a villain that's like, I built a hamster wheel, and you have to just run on it in place. <laughs> which I think up is surprisingly more fun a lot. and interesting. Which, that's what they do in the comic books, and it's way more interesting than what they do now, which is, I hurt your leg. Yeah, I so... tripped you. Yeah. <laughs> I also I love st- I, I gave, gave you a flat tire on your shoe, so I also love whatever writer came up with, I don't know, what if the Flash could run so fast he could travel through time? Like A plus right. in terms of creativity for like, I don't know what else to do with this guy. What if he can just yeah. run to parallel dimensions? Yeah, exactly. He just, how did he do that? Well, he says he figured it out. So we'll just take him at his word. He figured yeah, it, it out. Matter. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we got yep. the two other things, though. We got we got like 20 minutes left, and we got these two other things okay. to get to. So I think we can do Snyder Cut really quickly, uh, which is to say okay. that it looked okay. dumb. Uh, I, <laughs> I love that they broke out hallelujah again which he used so uh-huh. stupidly in watchmen and you because you really want to remind me of a terrible scene from watchmen when getting me hyped for this terrible four-hour cut of a movie that i didn't like and like the, <laughs> look don't get me wrong i'll watch all four hours of this because i, I think it's too. funny yep. I, because i just i have to know because there's no way they have four hours worth of footage there is zero, like, what is the four? Because they've also, they've not said they're bringing anyone back for reshoots, right? Like, there's been no indication that, like, Ben Affleck um, I, and... You know what? I was actually kind of relying on you for that information. I think when we first heard about it, um, you had said that there was a possibility of reshoots. And that was, that was something that, that, that was some information that you had received. But you're right. No, and that was in the original reporting. But then they're now having their, you know, their convention, their online convention, and they're showing us footage from the movie and saying it's four hours. To my knowledge, I have not seen a single thing that said they got any yeah. of those actors back on a set okay. anywhere. So I, I don't know how I they would got, imagine they didn't. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to guess they, they didn't. I So they 
they have four hours. Like, I don't understand. Like, I've never been clear on that. Like, what footage they have, what Zack Snyder shot. Because my understanding also was always that he never finished his movie because he didn't finish filming the movie unless they've never been honest with us. And he actually did shoot a whole movie and they just didn't like it. And so then they brought in uh, Joss Whedon to shoot additional footage. But I always got the impression that Snyder didn't finish what he wanted to film. I, uh, I've never gotten that impression, but I don't know. Yeah, because I would guess like I it just makes know sense. that like like look th- like I, this isn't due diligence I do for the podcast. I'm tr- I really always want to like a movie, so I watched Suicide Squad twice. I've watched Justice League three times. Really trying to like it and really trying to find more things I like about them. Um, Justice League, I just it just it it was it's easy to watch it's fine it's fine well that's um, what i'll when say I, when i break it de- when you break it down though it's stupid right yeah but here's what i'll say in this is the okay. closest i can come to defending Zack snyder which i will not do because okay. I, I and i don't even dislike Zack snyder i just don't particularly like that they went all in on Zack snyder's aesthetic for your cinematic universe i think that was a very flawed right. idea like there's a very specific thing that he does that is an acquired taste and works in certain situations, <laughs> but I don't think you can right, build because, like, I guess Man of Steel was his first one, right? So yeah. that's his audition, and then yeah. they give him the franchise from that. Which that, yeah, Man of Steel is not good. I don't understand. And then he made Batman versus Superman, which is a mess. And then they still went ahead with Justice League with him and his vision, uh, because they had to at that point because now they were committed, but. Like, the only thing I'll say, because, you know, like, Joss Whedon, obviously the Avengers is proof he can make good movies. He's made a lot of good stuff. I think he was put in an impossible situation and that they weren't going to start from square one. So he had to just work with what existed and was given, like, a limited amount of room to reshoot whatever he was able to reshoot. But I think the problem is you took a movie that was meant to be a Zack Snyder movie and you just made it, you took out everything that was Zack Snyder about it. But what that left was a very bland, nothing movie. So I don't know that I certainly a, a four hour cut makes no sense to me, but the only thing I'll give it is that at least if it's singularly Zack Snyder's vision, it'll at least be, I think it'll be more interesting. I don't think that means it'll be good, but I think it'll be more like, consistent stylistically honestly and just like will be one person's vision of a movie and so i think that will feel better than what we ended up with just as you know but i don't think that'll make it a good movie <laughs> maybe not i'm i'm fine i'm fine that it will be definitive you know like maybe yeah <clears throat> i don't know how like how much his his hand is on the wheel anymore but It'll be definitive at that point. Like if Justice League obviously um, uh, monetarily did well, um, but it wasn't it wasn't really well received. And if Snyder was blamed, and now he says, "Okay, I'm going to do my cut," I think it's awesome to say, "Okay, you know what, man? If yours is the one that works, do it." Yeah, 
cut it cut it from what you already did and we'll release it and then then we'll see what's what because i don't know that will that will vindicate him or um or it won't you know well i think honestly our same opinion as we do now I mean, my guess is one, I mean, DC's doing, the, you know, like Warner Brothers, I think, is just doing this because there's been a call for release the Snyder Cut ever since the movie was released. And while you often don't want to give in to the types of fans who make those types of demands, uh, why not? You're trying to hype up uh, HBO Max. Like, you want something there mm-hmm. that feels like an event. And yeah, like, worst case scenario is... Zack Snyder puts a lot of energy and you put some amount of money into recutting a bad movie into a different version of a bad movie. <laughs> but then like everybody version. knows like as long as you made it clear Zack Snyder had complete creative control over this, it at least gets people to stop saying that like the problem was that Zack Snyder didn't have complete creative control over it. Like we'll we'll know. It'll answer the question once and for all. Would Justice League still have been forgettable had Zack Snyder been in charge the whole time? Straight up, it's a it's a win win for everyone. It's a win for HBO. It's a win for Warner Brothers of just say, okay, man, (laughs) if you say you have all the footage you need to make the movie that everyone wanted, go ahead and do it. Like they can't, they cannot lose. Yeah, because one, it's already done. Like I mean, this was a movie that you weren't gonna make any more money off of anyway. It's just footage that exists at this point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if Zack Snyder wants to sit in an editing bay and go through like whatever was shot, sure, why not? You know, like we've all got time. He's got time. Like nobody's doing anything in quarantine. Like let him cut a movie from. <laughs> the movie that was there. I do have questions as to why it's in four three aspect ratio. I don't know that anyone has answered that question. That's very confusing. To uh, me. Why does that question need to be answered? Well, because is the implication that he always meant for it to be four three aspect ratio, but didn't shoot like you know what I mean when we're talking? Did they like? Did they just do that? to make it look different from the other cut because they knew it wouldn't look different enough or like, cause I can't believe that if Zack Snyder wanted it shot that way, it would have been shot that way. Like you don't shoot footage in widescreen and then cut it down to four or three. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, it just I, was a, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like, why is it a different aspect ratio than the movie that we already saw? Like, I, yeah, you know, the studio will step in on a lot of shit about your movie. Usually not in, in what aspect ratio you're shooting it in. Yeah, like I can't <laughs> right? imagine that was a sticking point of like, bring Whedon in here to shoot widescreen. I will, I refuse <laughs> to look at another 4-3 frame. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it's just... It's crazy because the movies, these DC movies, make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can, they'll, and they'll keep making them. And, uh, I guess, I guess there's a, there's a portion of us that will keep complaining. There's a portion of people who will like them unconditionally. And it seems like the studios will keep on fighting with the filmmakers about it. And I yeah. don't get that. Like the whole, the whole thing is like, the movies don't really work, but the whole machine is working. So what's the they just I, you know I think they want to be Marvel so 
bad. They want all of it to work all of the time like it happens in Marvel or how they think it happens in Marvel. What's funny is that I actually think that I would be way happier and I think people in general would be way happier if they really did give up on any kind of like overarching continuity because the thing is like I didn't particularly like Joker. I didn't really like the first Suicide Squad that we got. I I haven't really enjoyed the Snyder Mm. stuff but if those are just part of the deal and then you also make movies like Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey and I don't know (laughs) stuff like the Nolan Batman movies or whatever like if you just make all of those things and you just each movie you just pick an interesting concept and an interesting director and you just let them do their vision I think that's actually a winning I think that differentiates you from Marvel because then the advantage that you have is that Marvel is never gonna do anything that like out of balance for them. They have a very narrow band that they're willing, like they'll do stuff like guardians of the galaxy, but they're not going to do anything really weird or really ambitious because they don't want to upset the 20 film continuity that they've Uh in style that they've established. So nothing's going to be too far out of that. That could be how you win or how you set yourself apart is like, we don't care. Like this is just one movie. Like we'll just make one movie that has polka dot man in it. And like, you know, looks like a 1970s (laughs) war film, like do that. That's brilliant. That is the way that you, make yourself different is just be willing to be like, okay, like we're going to be, we're going to be the studio that takes crazy swings, like our big swings, you know, like we're going to just do a hundred percent. Yeah. Like even if you, you got, you got my money for a movie ticket. If you take crazy swings, I don't care what it is, you know? Yeah. And you're, to- you're totally right. And I, I kind of thought I was, I was half, I was halfway to what you just said, but you really just brought it home for me because I thought, just DC, do what the fuck with what what you want. Just do that and let's see what happens. But you're right. Take the crazy swings. Make a make a saccharin live action made for kids movie about the the Justice League or the Super Friends. They're looking for a new apartment. Yeah, in 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 Gotham. That's that's kind of fun. I can see how that the hijinks in that would be hilarious. It doesn't even matter if it works because you you got my money for a movie ticket. I mean, that's fine. Teen Titans go to the movie is one of my favorite like DC comics. There you go. To, yeah, you know and what? And, then, and if you want to make like a super dark, um, fucked up uh, version of the Secret Six. Well, yeah, oh you get God. like out of Please. pocket. Here I am. Even even if it looks dumb as shit, and maybe it doesn't work. I'm gonna be sitting in the seat because I want to see the goddamn thing. Man, make a secret. I would be so happy with Secret Six movie, oh, TV show, anything. Six. Like, uh, by the way, I I will give a shout out because I don't think I've mentioned on this show. I really did love both Doom Patrol and the Harley Quinn cartoon like that are on HBO Max. Like I watched both of them and like that like they're really good at doing stuff. Like I don't know what it is. DC Comics comics are better than Marvel. Yeah. DC's always, TV shows. I, I, I pretty much want to say they always have been, you know. If like even as much as I love yeah. all the Marvel comic books, DC has always been so much more interesting. And I don't I don't think I've ever made that a secret. I don't and I don't know what yeah. it is. But I think they're much more interesting, you know, probably because they take these big swings of what if, what if, what if yeah. of all these characters, you know? 
Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I've always kind of been in that camp, but yeah, I, their stuff, I really like their comic stuff. I think they're still doing com- good comic stuff now. You yeah. know, I, I really liked Doom Patrol as a show. I really like the Harley Quinn cartoon. Like, they're really good at these, like, out-of-the-box ideas in everything except the movies, and it, it does feel like they're making progress with the movies, and I, I hope it continues, and I think maybe we can... We don't have a lot of time, but yeah, let's let's give a minute to be like, I love everything I saw from that uh, Suicide Squad uh, vignette, like kind of whatever you want to call that, like yeah. uh, behind the scenes footage slash character sure. reel. Also, I think <clears throat> I think vignette's a good way to go. Yeah. Also, to tie it into the Harley Quinn thing, I am all for this King Shark essence that we're currently living in. Put King Shark in everything. He's because if you don't know, if you haven't watched this stuff, King Shark, I'm going to break down the character for you. He's a half man, half shark. And that's it. (laughs) There is. That's it. He he appeared in the Secret Six and he was awesome. Um, he literally his dialogue was something um, to the in Secret Six didn't he just say like I'm a shark or like he literally just had I forget what his yeah, dialogue most of his most of most of his dialogue was in a bubble that had like the sharp edges on it because that's yeah. the only way he knows how to talk but it's just like yeah it's just mostly like him shouting about how he how much he loves being a shark was like I think ninety percent of his dialogue <laughs> uh, which also. Yes. Again, I, Harley Quinn, it might be my... They did a lot really well in that show. Uh, my favorite thing is that they got Ron Funches to voice that character. And they they have him be... He's the tech guy. And they he's very, like, low-key and uh, mellow. Except that then there's one episode where he's explaining to him. He's like, I don't do well with blood. And they're like, oh, okay. And then, like, uh, I think it's Robin actually starts bleeding. And what happens is he sees the blood and just goes on a frenzy of attacking everything in sight. And it's them just going, like, I thought you meant, like, you were going to, like, pass out or, like. Uh (laughs) Like, But no, he just sees blood and then just eats everyone that he can. Because he's a shark. Yeah. That was good stuff. Oh, so so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, I think this I. This is something that uh, that James Gunn saw. I think we all saw with the Suicide Squad is there are so many weird, weird, fucking insane characters in the DC universe that are villains. Just you know, pepper them in there. Just put them the fuck in there. Why are yeah. you? Don't be. Don't be Marvel. I think that is my. I yes. think that's Yeah. And I don't want to speak for you, Mr. Murphy, unless I can, is that's our mission statement to DC Comics is don't be Marvel, be DC. You're yeah. weird and funky and random, and that's what we like about you. No, I, yeah, I co-sign that. You you can speak for me in this instance. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm with it. Uh, but yeah, and I, I really like... One, yeah, it's smart. Like, James Gunn obviously is really good at ensemble things. He'll be able... He's picking really fun actors that I think... Like, just watching the, the lineup of the characters, I'm like, well, I know you get Nathan Fillion to be, like, uh, a lovable, cocky jerk. Like, you get John uh-huh. Cena to be, like, a hot-headed, muscular, like, you know, guy. Like, I, I can just see the archetypes just based on who you're putting in these parts. Uh, and it's just, you're, there's, like, 20 of them that are in your, your team, which me I like it because... 
the thing is, it's called Suicide Squad, and you're picking a lot of characters that people don't know and don't have an attachment to, which means you have a lot of cannon fodder like it built into your movie, which really does build like you can have a fun movie where you know some of these people are expendable you know no 100 percent. that means there doesn't have to be like the first suicide squad movie a person on the poster who dies within two minutes of being introduced just to show that the situation is serious but then everyone else is fine <sighs> yeah also, it is funny that Jai Courtney is still going to be in this. That we were getting Jai Courtney back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I, I also exciting. still, I'm very curious, except for maybe the Flashpoint thing will be their solution. I feel like they've realized the error of having Jared Leto as their Joker, and I don't know how they're going to uh-huh. address it, but it seems like uh-huh. currently their plan is to not put him in anything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's not going to do that anymore. Look, it's fine. This is this is kind of how the books operate too. Of just we we don't know what we were doing. We're we're not even going to fix it. We're going to move on. Is everyone okay with that? And we all yeah. said yes. We were we are all okay with that. Go yeah. ahead. You're hey, not look, you're not the MCU. Don't be the MCU. Yeah. Be you. Yeah. I don't even know what because I remember their big rebranding was the New Fifty Two, and that's when they were going to fix all of their janky uh-huh. continuity. And then they bailed yeah. on that, and I don't even know what they call it now, but it's something di- like the new 52, which was like, look, we're only going to have 52 different comics, <laughs> and we're going to, I know, like, all the continuity is a mess, but we're just going to fix it. Like, we're going to redefine uh-huh. the continuity, and this will be it. This is definitive for sure. We know what we're doing now. It's like, it's kind of like just from here on out, we've got it. And then they did that for, like, a uh-huh. few years, and they were like, okay, so that's not working, so we're going to do, no. like... You know, we're doing a new thing. Flashpoint. I don't know. Flash, he, he changed everything again. So I love that they are working that into the movies because that is their deus ex machina for continuity. It's just, oh, uh-huh. the Flash, he went to different realities and he brought better stuff that's different. Look, he brought Michael yep. Keaton. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Here he is. <laughs> Yeah, I would, dude, and I'm all in. The new, the new 52 was such a hard (laughs) rebrand. They talked about it forever, and then it happened a year later. They're like, I don't know. Why did we say other stuff? Yeah, I don't look. Did you think we were just gonna have 52 comics and we were gonna know their continuity? (laughs) Come on. We forgot again. Sorry, guys. Anyways, here's another. Batgirl. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's good. It's great stuff. Um, all right. But I think that's going to do it. I wanted to take a moment. I know we're out of time, but um, I, w- I want to end on, on a happy note that's been making me happy. Because I, I've, I've fallen down a, a YouTube rabbit hole and I've discovered uh, an account that I really like. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's uh, it's a person. She's, her name is Samara Ginsberg, and what she okay. does is she she's a cello uh, cellist, and she yeah. uh, sets up her camera in like uh, portrait mode and films eight different okay. videos of herself playing a cello, okay. and it's eight cellos plays blank, and uh, they're all uh, songs that we love, like this one. 
Okay. You would have thought I had that queued up better. Like, this is, I, I thought if I hit play magically, my internet would work better than it does, but okay. Like, it's okay. this one. That's okay. We're all waiting patiently. It's only been a few moments. Uh, Samara Ginsburg. Samara Ginsburg. Oh, yeah. Samara, do you have so, a new follower? Because I am right? digging that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, this has been my favorite thing lately. I've just been watching these. And I figured we usually end the show by playing some kind of music. So I thought, uh, why not end by playing some of her stuff? So this is actually for you, Lars. What I'm going to end with. Oh. Is and again, you would have thought I would have learned my lesson and I would have had it queued up before I said that, but I didn't. So this is me stalling because it's playing a special K commercial, and <laughs> like they need Boom. advertisement.
feel like John Williams really wasted money on all those other, like, why, why'd he get a full orchestra? Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. This is Joe. And this is Chris from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to The Hobo Radio. Joe, do hobos listen to Hobo Radio? I think so. They have one in their stick and bindle, right? Uh, that's called a bindle stiff, sir. Bindle stiff. And you know what? If you listen to The Curioso, you will get to know things like that. Because we talk about the weird, the strange, the bizarre, and sometimes the mundane that you just don't know. So enjoy your two hobos, but you can catch us at thecurioso.com on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Nicholas Cage wants you to. <laughs> <laughs>